everyone. This is Ted uh, from Out of This World Radio uh, with my good friends Don and Doug helping me produce my show today. And I'm so glad you could all all be here with me. Uh, The purpose of this show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this this planet a a much better and happier world. Um, We have a special guest on today, Santos. And I hope his dad dad can join us, Augustine. They're from uh, Cusco in Peru. And they are... um, they are located uh, in, in Peru, which is a beautiful, beautiful country. Um, I will be going back to Peru this October um, to, um, to take people to Machu Picchu, Cusco, and other sacred spots in the country. I, I love Peru. The people are so gentle and so kind, and I always have a good, good time there. If you'd like to come along, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Uh, I will also be going to uh, Mount Shasta at the end of June. And then for a couple of weeks at the end of August and in early September um, this year, I also will be going to Sedona in Arizona from um, in in early May as well as in mid September. And if you'd like to go, please uh, please please send me an email to out of this world eleven fifty at gmail dot com. Uh, Sedona and um, uh, Mount Shasta are beautiful places, and especially in Mount Shasta, we always experience a lot of miracle healings every time we're, we're there. Um, they themselves, the Telosians and uh, Adama in the Mount Shasta, healed my eyesight and gave me a new a new heart here several years ago, and I've seen lots of miracle healings as well. Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported program. If you'd like to contribute, anything is appreciated. Please go to my website on BBS Radio at https colon forward slash forward slash bbsradio.com forward slash out of this world radio or you can go to my other website at out of this world 1150.com and 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 contribute there with the paypal buttons well it's an exciting time um santos can you hear us okay yes i can hear you oh good only i want i want to fix camera so i don't see you i don't know why okay that's all right you know things happen my friend you know and um Sometimes I'll I'll put in my camera for a for an interview uh, with the computer and what it'll work one minute and then it'll stop working the next minute <laughs> and then it'll work again. So sometimes if I just take the plug out and then um, um, you know kind of like shut the computer off and then re-enter again, sometimes that makes a difference. If you want to do that, I'll just keep talking and you can just rejoin us too. That's that's fine too, Santos. Do whatever you need to do to get the camera working. And if you can't get it working, that's okay too. You know, we can just talk like this. This would be fine. Good afternoon, Death. And uh, good afternoon, other participants. I'm really, really happy. My name is Santos. I'm coming from the Cusco, Peru. And uh, so I'm, my name is Santos Machaca. And I'm, I'm very happy to participate in the radio show. You're there. Okay. Thank you. Great. It's so good to have you here, my friend. I wanted to let you know I'm planning a trip to come back to Peru in October this year. And oh, wonderful. I, hope, I really hope I can see you and your, your dad then. I have, uh, there's already people signed up. Uh, we post on the trip several times just because of all the problems. But, you know, right. yeah. But I think I think Peru should be open by then and it'll be safe safe to travel there without any any uh, shots or vaccines and face masks and all this other crazy crap that are totally unnecessary. Um, what's it, what's it like there now in Cusco where you are, are things back to normal or they still have a curfew and locked everything down? 
uh, in Cusco. Yeah, in Cusco and Peru in general. What's it like there? Uh, right now, it's the um, uh, right now in Cusco. It's it's okay, but it's different. It's, uh, okay, sorry. That's okay, my friend. No worries. So right now in Cusco, it's there's um. It was sometimes coming up, you know, like when, like some sometimes that there is um, um, so everybody will have to need vaccination, but sometimes that not, you know, restrictions coming up, but mm-hmm. you know, like everything is changing, you know. So I don't know. I don't. We don't get it vaccination, you know. Right. 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 I know. It's the same thing here too. There's many people protesting in Canada right now because. Trudeau, the prime minister, has pushed people so hard. And finally, everybody said, we've had enough. <laughs> you know, right. And, and there's not like there's over, um, I think there's over 2 million people in, in Ottawa now, their capital and um, well over, according to some news reports, Santos, over 50,000 trucks. Can you imagine that many trucks? They've also oh, blockaded. Really? Yeah, they've also blockaded the borders between Canada and the U.S., in Detroit, Michigan, in Alberta, uh, there's a couple more places too. So um, um, it's an interesting time. And I don't think they're going to stop until Trudeau's gone. I'm looking at Trudeau maybe staying in office, maybe at maximum three more weeks. That's it. Oh, so okay. uh, so if, if, uh, if Mr. Trudeau is listening today, enjoy your time as Prime Minister of Canada because your days are very short. You're not going to be... Uh, the prime minister very long, my friend. So anyway, enjoy it while you can, you know, you can treat people badly for only so long before they'll stand up and want their freedom back, you know? So anyway, um, but I think things will turn around um, for the world and Peru as well. Right. Um, How's your dad doing? Is he with you today? Santos? Yes. He will come very soon, but if you want to do, yes. Okay. Okay, He's doing well. Yes. Okay, good. Good. Well, I'd like to, I know that, you know, um, normally, you know, you have a lot of people visiting you from different countries. And I know, I know that's been hard recently. Um, um, I, it, it'd be nice if you could get the camera going so you could do a ceremony. And I would also like to get some fundraising for you too, because I know you rely upon, you know, work. It's yes. probably hard to do. Um can you, uh, at death, can you go back to, uh, maybe I can leave this one and maybe I can get it um, again. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and get off, remove yourself, just, yes. just leave and then just connect again and I'll keep talking. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Santos and, and Augustine, I met through Emmanuel, Emmanuel Eiter. He's a famous French Hollywood film producer. And he produces spiritual films. Uh, Manuel's a good friend of mine. He will be come, He will be giving a presentation at my Galactic Wisdom Conference next month, uh, March twelfth and thirteenth, uh, two thousand twenty-two. And I hope you all can participate. The cost is just fifty-five dollars for the entire weekend, and um, we'll have a lot of fun. I I guarantee it. It'll be by Zoom, so no matter where you are, you'll be able to uh, to participate and and look as well and and listen to everybody for all of their um, presentations. I, um, I, I, uh, really, I really like Santos and his father, Augustine. Um, they, they come from a village high up in the Andes. And it takes them, I think, about 
13 hours to get there by truck over long roads and hiking in, um, you know, okay. And um, they have an amazing story to tell. They were featured in Emmanuel Eiter's um, film called, I think it was called The Trek. And it talked about indigenous people in Peru. And they were, um, um, they were isolated in a mountain village up until 1947 when their family came, when, when people from their tribe finally came out and, uh, and, and show themselves to the, to the, to the world. Um, they had been in isolation since 1530s when the, when the, uh, when the Spanish came and they still, they still speak their native tongue today, Kisha, which is a be- beautiful language. And, um, oh, good. We've got a picture. How wonderful. So I'm so glad, um, I'm so glad that, um, uh, that you've got a picture. Um, oh, good. Okay, great. Don, we might want to we might want to change this to now to gallery view so we can see um, Santos as well. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Thanks, my friend. Let me see if I can. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Um, there we go. Great. Okay. Great. But you're you're not um, you're you're. Uh, I can see you, um, Santos. But you're. You're like your turn. Your turn to the right. <laughs> can I, how can I do this? Uh, I don't know. You can stand on your head. Um, do you want to stand on your head? That way, then we could see you. <laughs> That's my, a... <laughs> my, so, so you go ahead as you just, and then I will try to fix. Okay. Please. Okay. Yeah. You're just you just need to turn the camera. You yeah. know, there's two ways you can do it. You can try to do it on the computer, or you can stand on your head. So. Um, but that would be uh don't don't ink it but we can see you you know we can see you at any rate so santos tell me what um okay there you go um tell me what what do you, what 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 do you and your dad see for humanity this year in the coming years um and i'd love to hear any messages you may have from pachamama or from the from the spirits of the mountains there or or anything would be would be great Oh, I don't know what I do. That's okay. Just keep your light on. At least we can see we can see you before, even though you're turned on a 90-degree angle. It's fine. Anyway, Santos, you're okay. Just keep it like that. That's something anyway. Yeah, that's something anyway. Now the light's off again. If you could keep your light on, my friend, then we could see you. Yeah, just keep it like that. That's fine. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Fine. It's fine. Let's just keep that. That's something anyway. Okay, we've lost your video again. There, just keep it like that, okay? Santos, that, that works out, okay? Um, tell me, my friend, what, what, do you, what do you and your dad see for the, for the coming year? Any, and, and love some messages from the spirits there. Okay, Santos, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, I would leave the camera alone for now because... Uh, you know, we, as long as we can hear you and see you this way, this is fine. Now you're upside down. Okay, there you go. Perfect. Finally. Okay. Hi, my friend. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Now I'm happy because I was not really. Yeah, you're really... fine. You're fine. Oh, now okay, you can okay. see. Okay, I can see you fine. What do you see happening this year? Are there messages you'd like to give my audience, Santos? Yes, so. Um, I will invite to my father. Let me look at it. Okay. Okay. That's great. 
Hi, Augustine. Nice to see you, my friend. Let's see you at the Okay, so we can we can start now because I was really not concentrated because I'm like this. It's not fine. Things no. was like clear, you know. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so what's your question? What's what do you, what do the spirits say about what's happening now in this year, my friend? Okay, just one second because my father is bringing share. Okay, that's all right. That's okay. Sure. Um, anyway, I'll continue talking. Uh, in 1947, um, people from um, Santos and Augustine's tri- um, uh, village came out to the west finally, and they had been in isolation for I think something like um, a little over 400 years uh, without any contact with the west. And I thought that was just amazing. Uh, to be able to be isolated that long. As I said before, their village is 13 hours away from Cusco. And um, it's, um, it's, it's amazing, the, the knowledge they have, the wisdom they have. And they haven't been um, tainted at all, really, by the West. This, the village is still very isolated. Uh, it takes a full day to get there. And um, anyway, I'd, I'd love some, uh, any, 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 any messages from the spirits would be great from... Um, from your dad, uh, Santos, or yourself, or your mom, would be wonderful. Okay, great. Everything's fine on the technical side, so. Okay, great. So, can you see us both? Yeah, it works fine, my friend. So, let's, you know. I just say, like, this double question, you know, can you see us in the okay. image? Me and the one, my father. Can you see us? Yes, we can see you fine, Santos. Do, does your dad have, does your father have any messages from the spirits about this year and what's happening around the world? So my father said about like what what the spirit say about this what's happening in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My father said it's like it's kind of feeling and then this feeling and then talking to him help spirits, you know, like in this world it's happening so much, you know, like negative spirits happening and making so much like things to you know, people's self, you know, happening. They're not like believe the mother earth, the mountain spirit, and there's so many things happening in this world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. 
Sure. Is it is it because we're having this happen now? Is the reason part of the reason is because perhaps um, society and many countries are out of balance with nature? Do you think that's part of it? So my father did reason happened this it's uh, the these things happening in this world because so many different countries it's it's out of balance you know like this is like imbalance mini mini like my father said it's like 80 percent people doesn't believe Apachaman mountain spirits and then like all the knowledge and spirits and then uh, the universe and mother earth but just only like 10 like 20 percent of the people you know in this world like you know, they're respectful of Apachamama, you know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, just for to explain this to my listeners, uh, Pachimama, of course, means the mountain spirits. Is that right, Santos? Yes, the Pachimama means the Mother Earth. The oh, Earth. Okay. And then the mountain spirits means like the highest mountains, like we call like high mountains, snow-capped mountains, mm-hmm. because in this our traditions, it's with the belief. The mountain god. It's uh-huh. from the Inca time, and then which is following, you know, like ancestors, mm-hmm. like they were coming from the, for the Incas, you know, like where society from the Inca, you know. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. I have an idea. Um, your father and you and your mom, they they do beautiful peace. They do beautiful ceremonies, don't they? And yes. and with with flowers and all kinds of things. And I've been there before where you had a, uh, like a ceremony and you can do it for peace or love. Um, um, and and uh, does your dad still do those? Sure. Okay. Well, I should have asked you before coming on air, but maybe what we could do is to, uh, we'll have our interview today, but maybe in a week uh, we could, I could have you back again and I could get some donations together to send to you. So we could do one for world peace and freedom here on this planet in harmony. Would he, yes. could he do that? Uh, we could do it and we could make sure the camera is good and we could see what you're doing. I think that would be nice for everyone around the world to participate in that. Yes. My, we are my father. I will ask, I will let him talk, you know, to him. Okay. okay. Okay, so my father say, so how hopefully you can see him very well, you know, in the image. I can his dad your dad could move over just a little bit, just a closer to you. Just 
Perfect. That's better. Okay. That's great. Thank you. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my father said, very, my father is very able to make offerings and peaceful and harmony and then helping this planet. Okay. And then people are participating in this ceremony, can do blessings and sending prayers and making calling the mountain spirit to help. Whatever they have like intention to cleanse out, they can do everything. Okay. And also for freedom as well, because people want freedom now. Yes, the freedom, of course. Well, I have a I have a great idea. Um, maybe next Saturday, would that be okay if we if I brought you on then? I cannot say right now, but I will confirm as soon as I possible. So okay, that's, it works. That's great. And then uh, if if people like if they'd like to send a small donation to my friends here, just send it to my to to me, and I'll I'll make sure that uh, that Santos and you and your father Augustine get it. Um, on PayPal, just uh, use my email address, out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com, and I'll make sure they get it. And it'd be a nice donation for them. And they do a beautiful, I've seen their spiritual ceremonies before. Um, could um, Santos, could you ask your father, what, what kinds of things go into one of his ceremonies? What, him, what kind of things? Yeah, what does he use? Like flowers and um, okay, yes. all kinds okay, of things. Yeah. So my father used like a lot of ingredients, like seeds, candies, and everything, mostly seeds and coca leaves and flowers, mm -hmm. like many other things and flowers, but every every single ingredient signifies something. It's from the Inca time. And so this is like everything, every, every single things when we are doing ceremony, you know, so, and then like every link with the intention and the blessing and freedom. Okay, wonderful. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, that would be great if he could do that. I've I've seen his ceremonies before, and it's amazing what how they work. Right. Oh well, thank you, my friend. That's so kind of you. Um, we just got a. We're getting a donation in. Uh, Don, thank you for to. Um, a um, hundred dollars for you and and your father for the for the ceremony. So that's wonderful. Thank you, Don. <laughs> that's so kind of you. That's so kind of you. Well, um, how how long do you think this 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 period will last, um, Santos and Augustine? From what the, what does the Pachamama's spirits say about that? About what? About how long this time. Of of you know imbalance and um, you know all the the lockdowns and everything else. How long do you think that will last? Okay, 
Manaya about you know like how long can less to fix it this world you know you know like to right. be more like the balance you know but it's like I think it's around like maybe like more like say like maybe six seven years more or less you know because it's still like it's out of balance because it's, it's people who are not like connected people who are like not believe your mother it's difficult for people to change yeah but which is people are like believe we need to have to do work so much work so much hard work to, to help this planet and this way we can do much change you know but it oh. takes time right 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 okay okay sure well thank you so much yeah Yeah, well, um, yeah, thank you so much, my friend, for your support, Don. Really appreciate it. Well, um, so you're looking at several years. It'll take to change that much, huh? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, um, hold on here. Uh, uh, But at the end of the time, when we go after this, after this period is over with, we should live in, we should be living in a very peaceful and beautiful planet. Should we? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But it takes time while you know not racing. Right, right. But um like for example, my father was saying like in the beginning, mm-hmm. I think it was like first question, you know, like like most like eighty eighty percent people in this world. They are really disconnected this 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 like yeah, yeah, like knowledge and like from the, the spirit the mother earth the mountains because they did they didn't they not believe so much they just they just, they just believe like for for the self like like more like like destroying planet you know like just my companies you know. Right. It just you know like works so but like only like 20 percent of the people in this world i guess like different cultures in the world different countries in the world they do work you know they much like giving the offerings from mother earth mountain spirit mm-hmm. but need to go like when people comes like 50 50 can like the world can change and then help like the balance mm-hmm. that's it going to be take time interesting yeah but we can change i know you know my friends and the change good changes are coming too it's it's um yeah good changes are are coming you know i was i was going to say when i come to um uh cusco when i when i see you in october i'd love to see you in october when i come if if i could spend some time with your dad i'd love to and um, maybe he could teach me some things about talking, about the talking to the Pachamama uh, and other other spiritual things. I, if he had time, I, 
would be actually he's really happy you know like teaching you and then how you to help you how you can connect it and how you can communicate with the spirit mountains and then mother earth okay he's really happy you know like initiating and then blessing making the really connected with those spirits okay okay well my guides tell me too and i wanted to ask you about this they say that by october august september october in that time frame that the vibrations of the planet will be much higher by then and we'll be going into a new higher dimension does your father see that by the way high dimension what do you mean uh, like the fourth dimension, we'll be going in, uh, the, the vibrations of the planet are rising and, and we should be, things should be better by this fall. That's what they said anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, so my father said it's really if you can feel that also, like with this spirit, the Mother Earth and everything will change, not now. It's much more normal and then much more vibration, you know, like the highest. But this is the time now it's growing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great. Wow. That's amazing. What is, um, Augustine and, and Santos, what is life like in your village? Um, is it, how many people live there? And I know it's a long ways from Cusco. I'm interested if you could tell us a little bit about your village up in the Andes Mountains. So in this in this mountain, it's um, it's seven hours by car and independent, still two hours walk, and then this village it's only like 150 family lives, but probably all together with the kids everything around 600 something, and it's high mountain, you know, like 15,000 feet feet high mountain. 15,000 feet! Oh my goodness! Wow! It's high. Wow. It's, we are living like between very close to Glacier Mountain. And then also we are close to high jungle, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Wow. So between. Wow. Um, hmm. well, are there, do you, um, don't mind me. I hope you don't mind me asking this question, but I have to ask. Um, uh, I was, the, uh, Don, you were reading my mind. Um do you ever see any UFOs up there or maybe visitations from um, advanced civilizations where you live? Can you repeat, please? Sure. Uh, up at, in your village there, um, do people see UFOs um, in the sky flying around? Any spaceships or anything in the sky interesting? Or do you get visitors from other civilizations um, at, at your village? No, we don't really see like okay. that okay 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 interesting interesting wow the people in your village do they all live together as one family union i mean each family that that all the people live together right they don't separate out like here in the west so for example the people of the family lives very close right of course of course we have individual home but we live 
each other, you know, helping each other every day, mostly every day. Uh-huh. Not like very far away. That's nice. That's nice. <gasps> Higher. No, no, no. Just had a long day, but a good day. <laughs> I enjoy doing this work. Yeah. Yeah. My Saturdays, I broadcast I broadcast for many hours. So, but um, um, what kind of, what kind of food? Talk about the corn there. Um, do, does your, do, do, does the village grow corn? And is it, are there different kinds of corn there growing in Peru? So I can talk mostly about the, where we're coming from, you know, the, the village. Mm-hmm. So we have a corn, but the growth in the jungle. But we have to walk like six hours walking down the jungle. And then when we harvest, we have to bring 10 hours, always steep, high, you know, come. But from going down, it's steep down. So mostly llama transport corn. And then we have many types of potatoes. There's like 200 types of potatoes. And then we have like mostly potatoes where we produce. Really? How fascinating. Do you have purple? Are there different colors of potatoes, like purple potatoes or red potatoes? Or I, I'm not sure what to ask, but yellow potatoes. Do they have different colors, the, the potatoes? So we have like many different, you know, purple, pink, white, and then black, every different colors. And then this can be like um, rectangular and then like more, I don't know how, how to can they say in uh-huh. English. Uh-huh. So, so Rick- then different. Rectangular potatoes, really? Wow. That's amazing. Not not rectangular, but just like this, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Thin. Thin. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Now each one of these different potato groups, do they get are they are they different in taste? Do they give you different nutrients? Um yes, different tests and different nutrients. And some it's like more like very flavors. It's really nice. And then other potatoes only you can just peel. Other potatoes we don't peel, you know, uh-huh. just to cook like this. Uh huh. Wow, interesting. Wow. In our stores here in North America, we have red potatoes, yellow potatoes, and just kind of regular brown potatoes. But that's it. You know, you don't see much of a variety anywhere. So, great. Wow, interesting. So. When you when you when you cultivate the corn, it's organic, isn't it? To ask a stupid question, <laughs> I mean, everything is organic. We don't use any chemicals. Not oh, that's good. That's good. Even corn, even um, potatoes, everything is natural. Just uh-huh. we use like alpaca down, the cow down, you know. Uh huh. Sure. But not not other things. I see. I see. Well, that's that's wonderful, my friend. That's wonderful. Do you um? Do you do you eat um? Do you eat meat at the village too, or is it mostly vegetarian diet? We eat meat mostly. We don't so much vegetarian. I see. Okay, interesting. interesting. Okay, just sorry, my friend. Just two minutes. I have to just my daughter's calling. Okay. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. Hi, Augustine. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> mm, mm. Now, um, Augustine, do you speak? I'll see if I can do this. Kicha, is that right? 
Kicha? Sí. Kicha. I see. That's the only, that's the only, no Spanish. Espanol? No? Un poquito? Okay. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Um, uh, how do you like Cusco? Uh, Cusco. Cusco, isn't it good? Sí, sí, sí. You see? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Well, um, uh, tell me, uh, my friend, Augustine, is the weather cold there now? Do you have snow in Cusco? <laughs> okay, that's all right. We'll wait till your son comes back. No worries. No worries. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're they're um, they're they're beautiful people, and I'm so happy you could come on my to to be with us today. Um, I was asking your father, Santos, um, what is um, what is um, what is the weather like there now? Do you have snow on the ground, or is it uh, fairly warm? What's it, what's it like? Where in Cusco in Keros? Oh, in both, both. Yeah, Cusco is lower. You know, only like thirteen thousand feet. Okay. So in Keros is sixteen, fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So it's different now. It's rain season in Peru. We're in Cusco, so it's mostly raining every day, not stopping. So it's very muddy, and then water is everywhere. It's not. Oh, no. Oh well. Dry. Uh-huh. Well. And then also snowing mostly every day. Snowing Sometimes, up up in your yeah. village? It's snowing every yeah, day? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And then also it's very cloudy. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Um probably during during your summer, then you grow your food and then you store it for the winter, right? Yes, yes. So, and then winter we harvest, but now it's like mostly it's like potatoes, there's green, flowering green. Mm. And then summer we harvest, and then we store return for enough one year. And then all same thing for cooking stuff, you know, like the wood and dry wood, we keep it. And then we store it to cooking in rain season. Mm-hmm. That's That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's great. Wow. Um, what is the, is, is the food different in Cusco as compared to your village? I guess yes, it is. Absolutely, absolutely very different because in this, our tradition, our community, people, we don't, people doesn't eat so much sugar, not bread, not like sweet things, not soda, not everything. It's very different you know in Cusco it's food different and people up there would they, they didn't use oil you know just they use just like fat alpaca fat you know those things mm-hmm. interesting. it's more natural more natural interesting interesting um do you um have you seen any sasquatch up there bigfoot chatrus what have you it's their their um they're they're they they look like they're they're they can be usually hairy. They're a little taller than we are. They're they're not apes, but they're they're a cross between 
um, humans, they're very old, about two or 300,000 years old. They're called Sasquatch, uh, Bigfoot. We call them here in North America. Uh, do you see those there? Have you heard stories about them? Um, no, but we know history about like pre-Incan people. Like about mommies. what people? Sorry? Pre-Incan people. Oh, okay. All right. You know, like, that we know like inside a like cave, inside the rocks, there's like mummies and bones, like a sitting, you know? Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But, but they have a life, you know? Right. So somehow they come back sometimes affected you something somehow but uh-huh. this is bringing people like you know like we know this history about you know like before the Inca they was people living in Keros it's not tall it's shorter people but they live only they have light and moon but moon it's moon first and later after came sun and when sun came out these people was really sensitive and then they started dying, you know, like for them it was like a, like a fire. The sun was fire. And everybody they running away, they go they go the they go like the mountains inside the cave, they they die. That's the real six excess, you know. Oh my gosh. Well, that must have been it. Wow. That must have been a long time ago. Where did these people come from? Do you know uh, what, what, what is, what, what did people talk about in your village? Where, do you know where they came from? They say they came in from the from moon, you know. From the moon. But, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but the Incas came from the stars. We know that. <clears throat> Our, we are coming from the stars. Maybe there's mostly people, maybe they come, but maybe other the religion other indigenous group maybe the same you know because the incas came from the stars from from the pleiades from the stars wow that's well from the pleiades that's wonderful yeah Yeah, from seven sisters oh the seven sisters okay yeah yeah Yeah. tell i that's that's fascinating tell us if you can tell us more about that that's fascinating what what kinds of things do they talk about the pleiades you know, like, you know, like seven different stars, they come always together, like seven different ladies. Mm-hmm. So they came first, like uh, the Incas started coming from ladies from the South America, which is right to Bolivian side, and then started coming from Puno area, which is the like the Caca. Oh, yeah. Uh, from, and then they like, but two Incas came, you know, one female, one male. Okay. But they want started like building like the the city in Cap in Lagotica, but somehow came like flooding, you know, water. But they found like way to come to Cusco, and then they went to Cusco and they started building like the starting like spread all the Incas, you know, like growing like all the different communities, like more and more Incas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's fascinating. How long ago did the did did the from the Pleiades? How long ago did the Pleiadian people come to where you are? So probably we don't know exactly, but it around like a thousand years. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. You know, I had a previous lifetime in Inca. 
And um, that's why I'm, I think I'm really like, like the area because of that, that background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Interesting. Well, fascinating. Um, what is, do you think things will get, things will get better, but it'll be slow. Is that what you, your dad said? Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. What is life like now in Cusco? Is the are all businesses shut down? What is it like there? Is there a curfew? What um, or is it, are things open there now in Cusco? About like with this this pandemic, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, can people travel around, or are they all shut down, or? Yeah, now it's starting getting normal. Like people traveling, going to much future, but not so. There's coming like foreigners like visitors from other countries but not normal but i think it's going to be be normal in a few months you know but yeah people coming but some people is nervous doesn't want to travel but there is much picture it's open you know yeah everything is yeah mostly like people from lima they're coming to visit mostly like national forests you know it's so uh, everything starting again open that's good that's good that's good Oh, that's nice. I'm glad to hear that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. No. I know when I was in I was in Cusco two years ago, lots of different tourists from many different parts of the country, and and it was nice. It was very pleasant. I had a wonderful time. But um, it must have been hard on you and your family not having people visiting Cusco. For us, only we work the tourists, and then also I'm mountain guide, so I, I don't have any clients yet, you know. Since even they are coming, the visitors for other countries, but it's coming slowly, you know. But I don't have my clients yet. So I see. It's very difficult. Difficult. I see. Well, when I get to, when I get to Cusco this October, I'll hire you as my mountain guide. Okay, you can, you can take me to some places if you want. That would be fun. So um, yes. Yeah, I I enjoy that. So, by the way, I talked to your friend Emmanuel Eiter the other day. He says hello. Um, he's doing fine. Uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. I spoke to him, so I wanted to give you his uh, his regards to you. Oh, you talked with uh, Emmanuel? Yeah, I did. I did talk to him. Yeah, I did. We're friends. So, anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, he did a he did a film on you and your dad. I remember a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yes, in Carol's in the village. Uh huh. Right. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. The, the village you said there's high jungle there. So, is the Amazon close to where you are in the village, or how far is the Amazon away from you? So, for example, we live in fourteen thousand feet high snow. Okay. So we have like, I can say like twenty one, twenty two feet meters uh, feet uh, the mountains highest mountain mm-hmm. but it's going to, from where we live we were at our house it's going you can just going down it's starting 
maybe we will live to walk three hours and then like jungle start like and then continuing all the way to like maldonado port maldonado like jungle mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah are there are there other are there other native native groups native peoples that live in the jungle um yeah there's native jungle people live here but also it's keros so jungle keros and the mountain keros we are mountain keros i see interesting yeah. what, what how are the jungle keros different from the mountain people they it's very different it's almost like uh, indigenous but um, but they have a history. Uh, they have they live mostly in jungle, and they work mostly ayahuasca ceremonies. Do you know ayahuasca? Oh yeah, I know about ayahuasca. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's their work. And then they always they were like just without the clothes, you know. Oh, without clothes. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was for me. It was a good idea to wear clothes today, so that's why I have my clothes on. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> but um interesting okay all right but what 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 elevation do they live at they don't live at 14,000 or 16,000 feet no they're very so like almost very far away from them so probably i can see maybe see. interesting maybe. interesting for how for 400 feet 400 feet wow really how how far is your village from uh from brazil well, far away. I don't know. It's far, far away. away. Yeah, okay. very far away. It's far away. Okay, interesting. All right. Are you close to Venezuela or other Colombia? Any countries, other countries up where you are? Oh, I think we're very close to Peru. At the Portimão, it's very close to Brazil. It's what? Sorry. It's what again? Sorry. Portimão is still Peru, but it's close to Brazil. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. All right. All right. Um, tell me, if you don't mind me asking, Santos, about the hat you and your father are wearing. What is that called, the hat you're wearing? That's a traditional hat, right? Yes. So we're like traditional hat. This is hat with the beads. And my father is also without the beads. But this is more ceremonial hats. So I, see. Wearing this is, yeah. I see. I see. Well, what I'd like to ask everyone, and thank you, Don, so much for your wonderful donation, uh, to send, to, if you don't mind sending some contributions, um, and you can send them to me. I'll give them 100% to uh, Augustine and Santos, and just use PayPal if you want to. Um, my email, which is out of this world 1150 at gmail.com, and designate it for my friends in, in Peru. And I'll send that those donations on to them. And I'd like to make a donation so you could make like a peace offering for peace and harmony on the planet. And you can check your schedule. If next weekend doesn't work out, we could do it, at, you know, another time. But then I'd, I'd, I know it takes some time for your father to put this together. Um, but, um, you know, you could have it ready so the people could see it on the camera, if that's okay. Just a, as an offering that people could could enjoy and appreciate with you. So probably my father, he can calculate, he can do like a little bit faster. It's like about like 55 minutes, you know, almost one Okay, hour. that's fine. Okay. Okay, that's great. 
So right now, my father, he really wants to do prayers with the cocalypse, with the quintos, with three, three cocalypse actually represent three worlds, like which is upper world, middle world, and lower world. Okay. So he wanted to do cocalypse blessing for you and then for participate in this, in this screen right now. Okay. Also, okay. So you just do meditating, close your eyes, it's very important. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that death. My pleasure, my, my pleasure, uh, Augustine and Santos. You're very special people, you know, and um, uh, we here in the West, we, I think we've, uh, unfortunately, we've lost that, uh, some of us anyway, have lost the connection to Pachamama and Mother Earth, but you, your, your work helps people reestablish it. So um, uh, let me bring in my, my friend, Carolyn, are you there? Can you hear us okay? I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, great. Uh, oh, I, oh, that was beautiful, beautiful ceremony. I just, I, I felt, felt the energy. Isn't that nice? Are there any questions you'd like to ask my good friends, Santos and Augustine? Oh, I think the, uh, one of the things that uh, I'm curious about, because we were just talking about uh, helping, you know, bring clean water to not only helping the Navajo, and we've also been working with bringing clean water to Peru and other parts of the world. And one of the things is that there's a uh, a legend about the eagle and the condor, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if you can comment on on that because there's the uh, the cultures the indigenous cultures have a thread running through them that it, it's all about well uh, again it, it's connection with with mother earth mm-hmm. and i'm just wondering if there's a similar type uh, connection i know there's one between the tibetans and the the, the hopi as well so yes like high indigenous level we know like the hearing like history and our grandfathers, you know, like one time, one time was going to the gathering, like we just um, the eagle from the north and the condor from the from the uh, the Andes from the south. 
you know, so it's going to be one, like, gathering, like, you're making your living and to work together. Even there are different elders, different group indigenous, you know, you said, like, Navajo, from the India, so some different in religious or the indigenous, but also there is indigenous for our tribe in Peru, you know. Is there also a tradition? I know that in uh, the ancient Hindu and Tibetans, they talk about energy centers, chakras, and the Hopi also talk about these energy centers or, or chakras, where uh, as the Hindus uh, talk about the six or seven major chakras, I mean, there's, there's thousands of them. The Hopis uh, refer to five of them, but they all uh, talk about like the crown chakra, the third eye, the throat, and especially the, the, the heart, heart chakra as an energy center. Is there such a tradition um, amongst uh, you in, in Peru as far as the like a chakra or energy systems? Yes, you know, like, and then our traditions, our tribe, traditional like practicing three different chakras. So for example, it's crown, it's represents, it's like learning. And then second chakra, which is like a direction, it's like the heart, like unconditional level, unconditional, which means munai. But where our wallet button, which is like the liankai, which is the work. Mm-hmm. Even like it's mostly spiritual work, but also like physical work. So mostly they, they work like three different chakras. Wow. It fast fascinating. It's fascinating how everything that all of these beautiful, I call them esoteric teachings are all inner interrelated. And it's just we're we're so thankful that you are preserving these and that you and your father are uh still in touch with these teachings because we've lost a lot in 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 the west and i think that it's important that we remember this connection to to mother earth to all of these these teachings these this wisdom teachings mm-hmm. thank you so much yeah absolutely absolutely what i'd like to do i'll let you know my dates um when I'll, I'll be there uh, in Cusco in October, but I'd love to spend um, some time with your dad, maybe a week and then going up to the, his village too, would be wonderful. So um, sure. would, would two weeks be enough time to do that extra? Yes. yes. Okay. okay. All right. Great. Great. Well, we've got plenty of time to plan. So, um, and I do see, I do see things getting better this year and I can't think of a better place than being in, in Cusco and Peru, uh, visiting you, you and your family. So, um, yes, well, um, anyway, what a special, what a special time to have you on my show today and, and for the peace ceremony and for the harmony ceremony, love ceremony, we can have it anytime. It could be next week or it could be on a Saturday or even a Monday for that matter. Whatever works for you is fine with me. So I think what happens too, is that all of these, uh, we talked about the, uh, the morphic field earlier today. Right. And I think that all of these, like doing a ceremony like this, it, it echoes, it's like dropping a pebble in a pond 
And right. that echoes throughout the field, the energy field, whatever you want to call it, that interconnects all of us. So that when you have um, this, this ceremony, that it not only impacts at this moment, and it also radiates out onto the planet. I think that is very, uh, you know, it, it's something that, uh, it, it's like these ceremonies keep on giving, which I, uh, you know, I appreciate. And it, they touch many people. Right, they do. That's true, that too. And then, of course, on the show, we'll be able to, we'll be broadcasting worldwide, so it'll have a good effect, I think. Oh, yes, yes. What a wonderful idea. What a wonderful idea. And again, for anyone who'd like to submit a donation to that, all the money, 100% of the money is collected, will go right to Santos and Augustine. Uh, my PayPal email is outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com, or you can just send a donation to me, Ted Marr, at P.O. Box 5331. Um, let's see, Lacey, Washington, 98509-5331. Either one's fine. Um, well, uh, Santos and Augustine, um, do you have any um, any final uh, messages from Pachamama or the spirits today? I, we can, you can give my listeners any message. Yeah, any message. Any more messages you might have? Okay. Okay, so like we're like message from Bachamama, like it's important to now. It's kind of like needs to believe the Mother Earth. I have needs meditations. It, it's the kind of recommendation when we we get a message from the Mother Earth, the Mountain Spirit, so we can share the people. People needs to go in the back to how was it like for the ancient time. So to believe on the making offering preserve like um or like um preserve like a more making starting connecting the Pachamama meditations for mothers for help so change their life. Okay, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um Don, do you have any questions for my guest today? Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Um, all right. Okay. Great. Done. Well, um, anyway, I appreciate both of you so much for coming on today. I know I didn't give you much notice. <laughs> I think I wrote you yesterday and you wrote me right back. So, but um, anyway, I'll send you the donations that, that, that come in this week and then just let me know about, it can be either Saturday or Monday or really Anytime that's good for you, we can just do a pre-record too. That that works too, if that's easier for you. That could be scheduled really at any time. And then um, you know, if you if we could put if you could put the camera in the area where you lay out your, you know, your 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 ceremony, that would be good too. So we could we could watch that. 
I've seen Great. you do it before. So anyway. Great. Thank you so much. So yeah, very appreciate for everybody who was helping, you know, like, thank you. Thank you so much in this difficult time for us. It's so much, so big help, you know, so thank you, everybody. Thank you so much that makes happens for today. They invited us this oh. meeting. So thank you. Thank you so much for your supporting. Okay. It's, it's, it's all, it's all my pleasure, my friend. I guess I got one more question. I just thought of how, how, how does, uh, how does your village and the people in, in your village look at water? Do they look at it as sacred? How do they look at water? So people that's very respectful in the mountain water, because water is very clean and very pure. Uh-huh. And so people are very respectful of water because they work water, they clean it, you know, heavy energy. So it's very respectful sure. of water. Sure. Because all the water comes from the snow. But also it's a water stream, you know. So water, it's really good, important for us. Mm-hmm. I know Dr. Amato got along well with um, people from different Native cultures because they understood the significance of water and looked at it as something very sacred. So that's great. Water that's- is life. Water is yes. life. And- agua, agua es la vida. You see, agua es la vida. Lavita, wow, that's wonderful. And you know what Dr. Moto used to say uh, from this is from Michiko that uh, God is water and water is God. So I thought that was a, a beautiful comment too. You know. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then how's Michi Michiko? She's in she's in Japan. She can't travel, but I mean she travels within Japan, but uh, you know, can she she continues to do her work and she does a lot of it on Zoom like we're doing today, you know, but I think that'll change by the end of the year. I think things will open up. Um, um, what's really changed in North America anyway, and I think worldwide has been the Canadian truckers, uh, what they're doing. You know, there's, there's like over 2 million people now in Ottawa, Canada, which is their capital and over 50,000 trucks and the border, uh, the cross the border, the border, you know, cargo trade between Canada and the United States is probably, what would you say, 90% down. Uh, it's almost, it's been stopped at many places because trucks have blockaded Ottawa. The whole town is frozen. They've blockaded, um, I don't know how many the roads, borders, borders across well, the yeah. border, but blocked it off. So they no, no truck traffic. So it's just a matter of how long, you know, this corrupt government and, Canada wants to hang on. I don't see them lasting more than three weeks. So, yeah, there's a block. Twenty five percent of the traffic between uh, United States and Canada goes through the uh, Ambassador Bridge, which is between Detroit and Windsor, and that has been closed down this last week. Uh, some of the main grain providing from uh, Manitoba. The main border there at Emerson, Emerson, uh, Manitoba, and uh, between that and North Dakota, that's been blocked off. Uh, Coots, Alberta, uh, which is another good, there's a lot of uh, uh, cattle and grain that goes through there. That's been blocked off. And I guess there's another, the U.S. truckers now are massing at Port Huron, a bridge there and and blocking things off so it is uh it's definitely a very 
strong movement. And incidentally, Mexico right now, everything is totally wide open in Mexico. There's no, uh, no, restric- no restrictions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Life is, uh, life is normal. Uh, right. And it's, right. uh, it, it, it's fine. It's fine there, but it's definitely, uh, we're seeing a, uh, we're actually seeing things, uh, shelves and different products uh, becoming uh, a challenge to get, uh, right. especially a lot of our paper comes from Canada right. and the supplies are already low. So we're definitely seeing the effects of right. it. Right. Well, you know, one of the things that Trudeau had a press conference on, he was complaining that he wasn't able to get enough baby diapers for himself. I don't know. I guess he wears them. But uh, they, they're imported in. He hasn't been able to get his supplies. So I feel sorry for him. I don't know what to tell him. Maybe maybe he could take some of those. We wear ma- They wear masks. You know, we can pair some of those masks around him. I don't know. But that's his problem. So <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Amazing. Okay, my friends. Well, we'll be in touch, my friends. Much love to both of you. And say hello to your mom and your village, too, my friends. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for your help and your, okay? Okay, my friend. We'll be in touch, and uh, I look forward to seeing you this October, too. Okay, great. Okay, my friend. Adios, amigos. All right. Bye-bye, Augustine. Bye-bye, Santos. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So you guys continue and ready, show? Okay, yeah. You go ahead. I'm going to keep talking, so. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful people, Carolyn. Wonderful people. Oh, yes. I'm so glad that they could come on today. Um, I never know about the internet connections, um, but um, anyway, I'm so so glad that they. And I want to thank Don too for his contribution. If you'd like to to send a contribution, any any amount would be appreciated. For Augustine and Santos, just uh, just you, you can use PayPal in my email out of this world eleven fifty at gmail.com or you can just send an email you like to me ted mar p.o box 5331 lacey washington 98509-5331 well we've had an amazing show today i hope you uh, carolyn don't you think it's oh been, yes it's, it's so much I, fun and it is such a privilege to talk to uh, santos and yeah. his father and i think that uh you know the work of the uh, the people around the world, whether they be us, the indigenous people, we're all really one family. Yeah, we we're are all really part of the one. And right. we all need to put our energy in. And I think that it's what is so special is that uh, like Santos and his father, they are able to focus their, you want to call it prayers, their energy and their ceremonies are dedicated and it's almost like using a, a, a like laser fo- sharp focus to produce these results. I mean, we've seen the things with the, I know with, with the uh, uh, Hopi, I've seen them do rain dances and the rain falls afterwards. Right. It does. So there's a lot to yeah. how their, their intention and, and their energy that we could all take a, a lesson from them in manifesting because they have uh, that very long, long tradition. And it's something that it isn't taught in schools and reading and writing. It's something that is passed on from generation 
to generation right. and right. it's very very empirical so i it's I really appreciate uh that you know you have them on the show and that that you know them and like emmanuel has uh produced uh what was the movie the that trekker. he had the trekker yeah. they were they were in his film he took a film crew from hollywood up there and they all they all had to what it was they had to go seven hours by truck back of a truck yes then they had to hike another three or five hours i forget wow but they made it you know they made it up there with all the camera equipment and uh everything so um, it's yeah that, i mean he's, that's one way that's not round trip that's one way well way yeah i know it is uh that's yeah, way way up there well but, there's some roads that i know when uh leon mclaughlin was talking about uh, when I think it was either I think it was in Bolivia that they went to a remote village, and he showed pictures of the road that they took it, and he said if he would have known what the road was like, he would have had a just, will made out before going on. Oh yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> no, it, it, it was just you know it's just this little you know one yeah. lane dirt thing that's Do carved in the side of the the, the yeah. mountains. Uh, yeah. And it, it is, it's quite, uh, which there, is it, in some respects, nice. It's, it's kept the, um, uh, the kept the sightseers out. <laughs> oh my God. When I was, when I was in Cusco two years ago, it's about two years ago, a little more, yeah, about two years ago, um, a little more than two years ago, there was a place near, there's a place called Pizek, which is an Indian village, um, outside of Cusco. It's in the sacred Valley, what they call the sacred Valley. And just outside, just before you come to Pizek, um, there's a, the, the taxi driver stopped. I was with some part of my group and we looked over and, um, the, what the driver said, there's where the UFOs land and they actually have a base. It's benevolent. I think it's Pladean base, but you can see, you can see the ships going in and out. He said, and actually we did see some ships flying in there. Um, but they got a big base and there was also lots of, uh, um, thunder coming that, that day we were, we were there, but it was an amazing place. The energy was really high. And uh, really, really enjoyed being there. Um, I don't think that was thunder. That was probably the engines powering up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, coming coming down for um, for to visit. But it's a beautiful place, and um, I I was concerned about Peru because they locked that whole country down like everywhere else. But uh, um, I, I know it's I know it's it's a beautiful place and well worth the trip. You know, well worth the trip. Have you been that area in Peru where there's the walls that are so tightly yeah, fit together? It looks like they're laser cut. Yeah, yeah. The the there's a um, there's a place. It's in the it's in the hills above Peru, above uh, Cusco. I'm trying to remember what's called um, sexy woman. It's it sounds like sexy woman, but it's sexy woman or something <laughs> like that. And in that area, there's a wall. Um, an extremely old wall that looks like it's been turned to glass. And uh, there's an archaeologist named out of um, Illinois named Frank Joseph. I really like his work. And he has speculated before that that wall was melted. It's like glass because there was a nuclear explosion. We're talking back at the time of Atlantis, you know, 10, 12,000 years ago or even longer. But he says that's the only thing that could have caused it. And there were actually parts of the Sahara desert, which are the same where the sand was literally toned, turned into this green glass. And it has to be, it had to be, uh, it, it, the temperature would have had to been raised so high that the whole thing just melted like glass wow. radiation. 
Um, so, I mean, there's a hidden history there that people don't realize. Um, and it's funny about this place called Satsi Woman in Cusco because it was just this couple of lines in a book after reading about two or 300 pages, then you run across that and you're saying, how come that's not highlighted anywhere? But it's there. And um, next time I hope to, when I go back, I'll, I'll check it out. It's not far from downtown, but you got to take a taxi to go up there. And, but it's a beautiful area. When the Spanish were coming in to take over that part of Peru, the Cusco area, Back in the 18, uh, what was it 15? So, it was uh, 15, uh, 21, 28, yeah. somewhere in there. I think <laughs> Around that area. Pizarro, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pizarro. Um, they, the, the Inca warriors almost won the battle. They almost won, believe it or not. Wouldn't that have been amazing? And the Spanish were um, not very nice to, to the Inca. They proposed peace terms to them, and they wanted to meet with their leaders. So the leader came down unarmed with his with his warriors, and all the Spanish did was just kill yeah. them mercilessly. You know, so much. For- yeah, they were they were they were heathens. They were heathens. Uh, yeah, they didn't care reptilians probably. Yeah. But it's interesting because the gold that Pizarro came away with from the Inca Empire actually financed yeah, it did. Uh, a lot of the, the the conquest and colonizations if it hadn't been for finding that the, the goal the they gold. wouldn't have been able to take over the no. native peoples like they did no. ironically isn't it what a shame all that history was lost too when they melted down the statutes and all kinds of precious beautiful precious irreplaceable artworks yeah. um, another thing that i i remember you said uh, you went to the museum at uh, paracas Right. Saw the elongated skulls there. Right. And it's interesting because uh, the uh, they found this whole group. I don't know. It was uh, several hundred, and they dated back to the relative time of when uh, Akhenaten was the the pharaoh, and he was uh, he and Nefertiti also had the same skulls going way back. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Nefertiti had the, the long pointed skull. Right. And uh, Akhenaten was one of the few pharaohs that said, portray me as I am. And he kind of had a pot belly and weird knees and the long skull. Uh, and so there's some, uh, there's definitely a correlation there between, uh, you know. Those... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you see, did you see the elongated skull from one of the members of the Rothschilds? Um, it was on Telegram a couple of months ago. I should have sent it to you. Yeah, no, I actually had really long and he usually wore a hat, but he was in some sort of gathering and they had this long, long skull, very elongated skull. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's interesting because they, they found at at Paracas, they found a figure that it was a mummy of a six month old child or skull of the six month old child. And they, you cannot say that they were, uh, bound in their cradle to create that shape because right. at six months that would not have happened and also another thing that they these skulls didn't have is that when humans are born we have sutures in our our skull right. and That's a right. child is born like well i used to call it a little hole in the head but the fontanelle there and as the skull grows and the child grows that fontanelle comes together and it's, but the, it's the, the, the skulls in paracas don't have those sutures. Those have sutures. no 
But the only other skulls that don't have the sutures and are smooth are the grays. Mm-hmm. There's a local legend among uh, that, that you hear when you're in Paracas and in Peru that the local Indians viewed, they came in through, the, they landed at the Nazca lines. They came up and tried to establish a hybrid human human gray civilization, ET civilization. The local Indians by 500 AD had had enough of them and they came in and wiped out most of them. Um, that's what the story goes. When I'm when you're there, you do hear about that. Yeah, yeah. That, that that that's an interesting interesting story. The museum in Paracas, we always visit that when we're there as well. Uh, there's some fascinating archaeology. The archaeology in that area of Peru is very old because if you if you find one level of mummies, if you keep going down in the dirt, you'll find more and more um, history. There's a book I read recently on um, Atlantis by Frank Joseph, a good book. And he said that there was a, back in 19, when was it, 68, there was an archaeology, there was a a trawler doing death surveys uh, of deep deep water uh, archaeology. And they were doing it for, um, what was it, USGS off the coast of Peru, about 100, 150 miles. And when they put their line out, they put the line out in the ocean to follow the bottom, there was a place about 100, 150 miles off the coast of Peru. And this is fascinating where they could tell there was a huge pyramid at the bottom and some sort of ceremonial center because the thing went way up and then down again. Um, of course, you won't find that, you know, in the in media or anything in the scientific journals, but there is documented. There was a, they did find it. And it was credible scientists. So there's a lot, I think there's a lot out there in the ocean floor. Because because when Atlantis was destroyed, uh, destroyed itself twelve thousand five hundred years ago, the 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 level of the sea that I think there was some melting of the polar ice caps, and the the water rose significantly, so that it covered up a lot of places, especially Atlantis in the Atlantic in the Atlantic Ocean, but also I think too, on the coast on the west coast of uh, of South America and probably North America too. But we don't all know. Over the world. You know, yeah. it's all it's all it's all hidden. So um, that's one of the things I think is very is fascinating. So um, well, they found that the library at Alexandria, uh, of course, Alexandria is um, at the uh, delta of the the Nile, Nile River, right? And a lot of the uh, uh, parts of Alexandria, the buildings are underwater now because right. the water level has 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 ri- risen over the. Uh, uh, millennia so basically well, just, yeah well let me tell you a fun a little corollary to that carolyn the, the library itself exists now in the astral plane in the higher dimensions it was moved there and it's in the aegean sea off the coast of greece and i've been there many times and it's one of my favorite places to go to sometime if you like i'll I'll take you on a on a book book trip there okay we can check it out yeah, that's yeah no there's you know there's so much about our history if you if you look at it that is uh is made up we have uh, the skulls back in the late uh, uh 1800s that they would be finding skulls of uh and skeletons giants. of giants in, giants, in north yeah. america Smithsonian all buried those i don't know what they did with them well i think that they were uh, turned into the Smithsonian, and of course, uh, right. the financiers at that time. We have the the Rockefellers and the uh, Carnegies and all of these, you know, the big big families 
that they just wanted to suppress that, well, well, that information. It's happening here today, too. It was about 10 years ago. There was a study done by some archaeological students at Evergreen College in Olympia, Washington, and they were uh, excavating a site um, on a place called Mud Bay, and they found a huge, a bunch of giant, giant statues there. I heard about it from locals around the area. And uh, today they're nowhere to be found. Nobody knows about it, taken off, probably ground into some rock quarry. What a shame, huh? They were all facing the sun in one, in one location. They dug out a, a village that was about maybe 10,000 years old. Um, but it was, it was old and they had this there and you nowhere to be found gone. They erased the history. Yeah. Well, there's so much that, uh, you know, we're, we're programmed by our universities and educational systems with uh, textbooks and you have to read the approved textbooks, but I feel that there's so much about our history that uh, we've been been robbed. I mean, I didn't even know that there was a uh, confederation of five nations, like the Iro- what is it, the Iroquois, the Oneida, and back on the east coast of the what's now the United States. And when the first uh, Europeans came over, they found the you know they weren't savages. They found a very cultural, well organized uh, sure. civilization. Right. I mean, right. they they had right. uh, they grew crops. They had uh, a governance system, and yet they, uh, you know, were when we're taught as kids, it was like all oh, these, you know, a bunch of savages running running around. And I think that you know, I, I I get very angry a lot of times because I uh, do a lot of research, historical research, and I find that if you really start digging that we have been uh told a lot of uh you know falsehoods myths yeah, i mean right. that's that's basically right. and it's right. uh, you know it's the the conquerors that always seem to write the history but they write their his story his, yeah it is it's his, his story it, is written, it's his story or her story <laughs> yeah i mean this yeah, is right. uh, her story uh, what, his story yeah, yeah. so true. we have uh, uh we've been deprived of uh, information, a lot of things that come. There was a uh, a dig that was done actually in Ontario. And that's been about 20, 25 years ago now, mm-hmm. where they actually had uh, found found a village and they were carbon dating everything. And it dated back like 50 or 60,000 years ago. But because that didn't follow the paradigm is that, oh, well, everybody, you know, came over to North America uh, you know, 10,000 years ago across the ice bridge, they right. just basically threw the whole thing out and said, oh, well, that can't happen. Yeah, I know. That, that I know. couldn't have happened. Well, this is, this is astrologically speaking, this is a time of truth, that things that are true will be shown to be true, and those that are false will be shown to be false and fall by the wayside. So it's an exciting time yeah. to be alive. And um, I want to thank uh, you especially for helping me, for uh, joining me on the show today. Carolyn, it's been always a lot of fun to have you with me. We'll be back on the air this uh, Monday where I'm having Deborah Stillfox from Seattle, Washington. She's a wonderful matchmaker and I thought she'd be perfect for Valentine's Day. So, oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my Valentine's Day show and also I'll be bringing in um, I'll be talking to um, Professor, my friend Albert uh, Professor Einstein tonight and tomorrow because he wants to give some messages on the power of love. So I'll be channeling him as well. So it should be a great show and um um, I, 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 I 
switch on and off between um yeah i think this uh this monday i'll be in vienna um radio soul international so anyway all the broadcast information is on my website at uh, out of this world 1150.com and also be sure to check out the galactic wisdom we'll get that updated this week carolyn we'll do some more videos on that get that schedule worked out but we're going to have a lot of wonderful people. It's just $55 for the whole weekend. And you can watch all the videos for up to six months. The, um, the website is www.galacticwisdomconference.com. And, and if you have any questions, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. And I want everyone to know that this, um, uh, that what's going on now, um, w- that all of the mandates, so-called mandates, um, will fail. Will be tr- I think, what is it now? Oh, like over two dozen countries now have dropped all restrictions. I'm losing count now. Sweden oh, has. Yes. Uh, Britain good. has. Um, Saskatchewan has. Alberta has. Um, but see, they still have the federal mandates. They I know, but. But, Prince, but yeah, they. Uh, yeah, but, the, uh, I mean, but, by, uh, but uh, Trudeau's not going to be there for very long. Anyway, I don't yeah. see him being there for very long. Yeah. So. That was it. Was interesting because uh, the state of Nevada dropped the indoor mask requirement, and when uh, I watched a little video of some oh, elementary yeah. students, yeah. and as soon as they heard that uh, you know the mask mandate had dropped, they were ripping off their mask and they got out of their chairs and they were just going yay! You know, <laughs> and it, it was like yeah, hallelujah! Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. just. <laughs> Yeah. So, right. uh, yeah. so really, the, come. the yeah. only uh, holdouts right now are probably the New York State, uh, this state, Washington. Yeah. Uh, even or, Oregon is going even to, Oregon is opening up of all places. Yeah, yeah it's lifting the uh, it's lifting, uh, yeah. the, well the outdoor mandates and the indoor ones yeah. end of March. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then then there's California, and but. It's just like every place else. It, it it's uh, and in some areas like in Texas and Florida, it's like what South Dakota. Means? They they were never shut down in the first place, <laughs> and they're wondering, you know, what's what's this going on? So, <clears throat> but anyway, usually when you look at dictatorial fascist re- uh, regimes like Trudeau's regime in Canada, it doesn't last very long. But it's painful while it is going on, and people but people are standing up. And I want to thank again the truckers so much. Um, what's the name of that website? They have one on a fundraiser on Give Send Go. Is that right? Yeah, Give Send Go. And if you're on Telegram, uh, it's uh, called uh, their official page on Telegram is uh, just all one word: Truckers for Freedom. Truckers for Freedom. Yeah, yeah. and it's the four yeah. is spelled out: F O R. Right. And it, it's interesting because I saw watched a little video there was uh, in Canada. There was one of the truckers who uh, happened to be, I think he was probably Jamaican. And he says, you know, thank you, Trudeau, for bringing us all together. We never really realized how bad we had it and how much we're all Canadians <laughs> until you, you know, you're telling us that you have to have um, you know, mandates to, in order to not have mandates and how hypocritical is that? And right. You've been more disruptive than we have. We're loving and peaceful here. So yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's so going to fail. It's, it's going to fail. All of their, all of their stuff initiatives are going to fail. So we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. And um, did you know in Canberra, Australia, I heard this morning, there's over 2 million people there now. Mm-hmm. protesting against i mean it's it's a domino effect this is what the negatives are so afraid of um but um 
Let's send lots of prayers and love and light to our Canadian friends and to the American truckers as well who are joining them. And the website is at Save, 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 Send, Go. Is that right? It's interesting name. Give, Send, Go. Give, Send, Go. Okay. Give, Send, right. Go. When they first uh, switched over after uh, the other one, uh, the GFM. Yeah. And uh, I, the acronym has become, uh, it's gone away from GoFundMe to use your imagination what GFM means. But anyway, uh, apparently the Canadian government in Ottawa, uh, I think it was either Ottawa or Ontario, uh, tried to uh, t- say to get their go. assets. Yeah. Well, no, they said that uh, we're going to uh, prohibit you from, uh, we're going to seize the assets. And Gibson Gold said, not a fat chance. We're a U.S. company, and you have no jurisdiction over us, and right. we are going to get the money to the people that need it and have asked for it, period. Yeah, right, right, right. Then there was that judge in Ottawa. Uh, what was it, last week? Some, some, uh, some guy, um, uh, he ruled that uh, all the truckers should stop honking their horns for freedom. And they responded the next day by honking their horns all day long. (laughs) I mean, it's to the point where, you know, the whole system is, is falling apart. You know, nobody, I mean, why should anybody pay attention to Biden anyway? He's a fake president, you know, financed with the finest uh, that, that Chinese money can buy and the cabal money can buy. The guy's fake. I I don't know if you've seen the press conferences where his hands disappear in the CGI screen. I mean, give me a break. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, the latest, the latest thing is about the uh, uh, giving to underprivileged uh, drug addicts, uh, free crack pipes. And what for uh, what in exchange uh, for what? Well, I don't know because they they it's like giving them clean needles for something they get clean crack packs. Yeah, yeah. And it, well, it, it's uh, uh, you yeah. know I think people are, are 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 waking up to the fact that a lot of things that are going on are totally absurd. Uh, you know, and and I think that they uh, look at they compare what what happened uh, in the summer of 2020 with the um, different, you know, riots, the Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Uh, There was a picture of uh, Trudeau during the BLM uh, protest. And, you know, they were not only to protest, but I guess it's okay. It's better to burn things than to dance around and have uh, kids playing on bouncy toys and and Ottawa. But when they had the uh, BLM riots and Antifa riots in Canada, Trudeau, masked Trudeau, took a knee and was, you know, in, in, in deference to all oh, these poor people, they're so, they're, 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 they're so underprivileged that they have to burn everything down. Uh, and then yet when these, these, you know, middle-class truckers come in and uh, they say, Hey, look, we've had, we've had enough of, of, of your, right. uh, your edicts. We've had enough of this nonsense. It's not doing anything to help anybody. Uh, more people have died from uh, young people have died in Canada from overdoses because they got so depressed of being sure right up. all locked up. The suicide rate in Washington State too has skyrocketed many thousands percent higher before um, our our um, governor here Inslee uh, started instituting his fascist state. So anyway, well. 
But I want everybody to know there's good times coming and we're helping to create them right now. Stand up against these illegal um, mandates. Uh, we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us and the, the dark forces have lost and um, they're doing what they can to stop us, but none of it, what they do is going to going to work. Yeah. So, And I think that's the thing is that we all have to realize that, you know, we, like I said, we are the, we are the saviors. We are the ones that we've been waiting for and we're right. powerful, powerful, sovereign beings of light and love. And we need to radiate that out. And uh, as we talked earlier, it's like professor Laszlo was saying, said, we need to, you know, we need to walk the talk and we right, need exactly. to, everything that we say and do is to be supportive and has much positive energy. And as like you said, if you can't be positive about something, then it's just to be positively neutral. It's just, right. to, you know, right. so that you're not letting that, that negative energy impact yeah. you because yeah. it does. It's every yeah. time you react to that, you're feeding back into that, that, well, a feedback loop of, of negativity. Right. Well, I want to thank everyone so much for joining us today. Um, and Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us. Non- well, thank uh, you for having out, me. Out, out, out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported show. And with today's show, um, uh, we should have somewhere around uh, a little above 36 million li- uh, listeners in over 100 countries. And I know the earth is changing for the better. And I just want to thank everyone so much for, for all your, your beautiful love and support. And I hope you all have a beautiful and happy weekend. And thank you so much again for listening. And Carolyn, thanks so much for joining us too. It's been so much fun today. Um, thank you. My pleasure. And absolutely. Love, love, love to everyone. And remember, live, love, light, and laughter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, to Don and Doug for their fantastic support. Thank you, my dear friends. Really appreciate it. Have a beautiful weekend, everyone. Bye-bye. Cheers.